Welcome to Scent 315. We're here to encourage and equip Christians to engage in the adventure of sharing Jesus with those that God puts into their life. And we're so glad you're here. Sarah and Matt, we're back. We're back. Here we are. Yes, celebrating the end of season one. I can't believe it. I'm a little bit sad, to be truthful. Well, we're coming back, but I was really amazed when we got our first download. I think it was like my wife. (laughs) It was probably you. (laughs) It was very possibly me. I had a diabolical plan that I would listen, you know, thousands of times to every episode. And wouldn't that be so exciting? Mm -hmm. Didn't really. No, but we haven't needed you to do that because in our, what we launched in May and we have over 7,700 downloads. Wow. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You know, one of the questions questions that Sarah asked many, many times when we're bumping into people who are listening to it and saying nice things about it is, what's your favorite episode? Mm -hmm. And as we're doing this kind of year in review kind of thing, I would really like to talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite moments, many of which got edited out. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) The funny blooper ones? There were some, and you really wanted, I don't know if you wanted to do bloopers, but I know you wanted to do fails, like just so that everybody knew how human we were. And we we are entirely human. Yeah. So I would really like to start off with just thanking some folks. A blanket thank you to all the listeners because there are a ton of unique listeners. Thousands. Craziness. And several countries. Mostly everyone's in America, but we have a a solid following in Australia. Yes, we do. So shout out to you guys. Let us know. Like Contact us on Instagram or email. It's in the show notes. We'd love to hear who you are and what you guys think. Yeah, I've been stunned. I don't know how you find us. Obviously, it's the internet. You find everybody. But internationally, that's bizarre. But then the other part of it is in the United States, the Eastern Seaboard, Maine and Rhode Island, we got nobody. Nobody. It's just a barren wasteland of, of they're listening to something else over there. So what Kevin's trying to say is if you have family there, <laughs> please, he really please. wants you <laughs> I, to send them. I think we're in 41 states. 43 now. 43. And I have a character okay. failing. I just want the whole map. That's all. <laughs> for whatever dumb reason. And so West Virginia is the only other state except for over in the top right hand corner but more importantly our family and our folks and I don't just mean biological family like we've had all of our entire families on the show it seems like but right here in San Diego County in Southern California we're just hearing great stories people who are not only saying this has changed the way and the intensity and the intentionality of how I share my faith but they've shared it with their friends so the ripples are going out and man what an exciting year for me personally what I think makes the podcast so special is the fact that we literally are talking to people that we know and do life with and whatever levels but they're ordinary extraordinary people they're not these famous well some of them have some following and and stuff and they definitely could be famous but they're just going about their lives and living for the Lord that inspires other people in their everyday just to do what we're talking about. And I know it's inspired me as well. It's made me more intentional. It has definitely tuned me up. Don't miss out. Be in on this adventure. It's definitely made me act more on the unctions that I get from the Holy Spirit because he's constantly presenting you with opportunities to minister, to speak out. I think a lot of times um, we just don't act on it. So I'm less hesitant 
to act. Talking about ordinary folks, and then we have this international media mogul, Chuck Hall, who just came on. And one of the things that he said that really impacted me is he said there were people that were pushing us to be evangelical television mm-hmm. station or a straighten out the Catholic station or whatever. And he goes, no, 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 I just want to lift up Jesus. And it's true for an international TV network, and it's also true for us individually. And I think that's one thing the show has really embraced. Mm-hmm. It's everybody, it's the body of Christ, and there's a lot of different flavors as we've seen over the course of this year. Definitely. So Kevin, what is your favorite episode? And of course, all of our people who have been on and are our listeners as well. We love each and every one of you. And thank you all so much for, yes. Oh yeah, all of them. Kevin. That's true. That's true. Good point. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that. (laughs) But what was your favorite, one of your favorites? There's a few. I mean, I, I don't think I can pick a favorite. I would start with Rocky Craig. Only episode that has gotten more downloads than our first episode, because people like to start with the first episode, right? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't heard episode four, you should listen to it. Maybe listen to it again. Rocky was very open about the fact that he has stage four cancer and it's progressing and uh, he's doing, isn't doing so well. That was supernatural. What specifically about Rocky's episode? What did you love? What were some of the standout moments for you? Well, for me, every conversation that I have with him is deep and wonderful. Okay, so there's just the person of Rocky Craig. But I think for me, it's how the Lord got his attention and that he he wanted people to know very clearly everything that he is, is based on Jesus. And that it isn't about his pro baseball career. It isn't that he was the most popular UPS driver in the history of the world, (laughs) you know, and all this other stuff. But it was focused on Jesus. And when he got into the season in his life, he was intentional about lifting up Jesus and sharing his love with other people. And because God trusted Rocky to do that, then he gave him so many wonderful opportunities. So it was just a marvelous time. What about you? One of my favorite episodes, honestly, I have a lot too, but one that always sticks with me is Mike Slater's episode 16 which was really cool and when you first told me just inside track here oh I'm gonna have my friend Mike Slater I was like okay Mike Slater's awesome and cool but he's a political talk show guy I don't know about this Kevin Yeah, I remember. And then you gave me his book, How to Change Someone's Mind, which we go through in that episode. And it was just so good. And it was so refreshing. And one of the biggest highlights from that episode that I took away from it is that in order to change someone's mind, and he even talked about how he wrote this book, thinking about sharing your faith with people. That was kind of his behind the scenes thought process, even though he doesn't go that, say that in the book. But he said, in order to change someone's mind you have to be willing to change your own and that is like for as a christian wait what are you talking about i'll never change my mind yeah exactly and that's important that we have that steadfastness of faith and and belief and trust in the lord but at the same time like really the key of that is humility and approaching people with humility and that when we're talking to them we remember that yeah even though i really do believe and i do have this strength i'm willing to see them and hear their point of view and remember that i don't know everything even though I know what I believe, I don't know everything. And so I can be open to this other person and what they're saying. And I can really listen and lean in and ask questions. And so that was one of my favorite. There's lots of keys in that episode, but I really, really enjoyed that whole conversation. You know, I love the part where he's talking about, I don't agree with Mike on this one. He says, nobody cares what you think. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I would not have Mike Slater on the show unless I cared what he thought and his opinion, right? But I, I understand what he's saying. We think a million times more highly of what we think than oh, other people sure. do, right? Yes. So he says you've got to unload their box of opinions and, and their stuff. And the way you do it is what has been a thread through so many of our episodes. You have to listen and really be honest. Are you a good listener? And that's one of our episodes is listening, episode six. But it's throughout, you know, listen to the other person. It's so disarming to respect somebody and be humble and listen to their side of the story without, you know, like, okay, what am I going to say next? So that's a lot what I liked about Mike. And I knew that you would end up loving him because I know him and I know his heart and his passion. Yeah. Matt, what's one of your favorite episodes or moments? I have a few. I think overall my favorite was probably the Greg Hendricks episode. One of my favorite moments, obviously, was the Shane Blayfield episode, particularly one of the things that he said about if your love isn't big enough to be offended, then what kind of love is it? That really checked my heart because pretty quickly offended <laughs> you know and uh it's not a very long fuse so um it, it just really forced me to put things into perspective it was of great benefit to me in my life i like the fact that it was a little controversial shane and i talked about it like hey i had a cigarette with some homeless dudes for the kingdom of god and one of them gave their life to jesus because he was disarming because he was relatable and that doesn't mean we got to go out and get drunk and take heroin to get people into the kingdom he made an intentional decision mm -hmm. this is not where my line is yeah. and he's got so many other stories <laughs> like so many people that are on this list of people that we had on it just such an honor to spend time with them and be able to share their story with all the people listening. Yeah, I think with Shane, that was my second favorite. And it was a quote where he said, love is pushing me past whether or not people understand. Because he went into that thought process deciding to hang out with those guys outside of that gas station. His brain went through all these questions of whether or not he should do this. And he allowed that love that God was giving him for these people in that moment to be like, you know what, this is okay to do right now because this is how this is the best way in this situation that I can love these guys and it led to amazing yeah. amazing things also enjoy that episode because people don't know this but I was actually supposed to be on that episode and so it was all three of us in the room and we had sat down and started talking and I was sitting there and the Holy Spirit just took over between Kevin you and Shane and so I was sitting here on the mic just silent and so that was really powerful just to sit back and in, in the room and yeah. watch the Lord just speaking wisdom through through Shane and between what you were asking him and stuff. I really appreciate that we've made every effort to be sensitive to what God wants to do with this and to what the Holy Spirit is doing. It's happened more than once, right? <laughs> well, sometimes were... I've just been out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. That, that's <laughs> that a confession. <laughs> But you know what? To be mm. able to be okay with that and just say, okay, God, what are you doing? Remember when we had mm. the millennials on? That was like revelation to me to have Corey and Jeremy from Cultivate and Keep on. And the dynamic changed. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but there were three millennials in the room <laughs> talking to each other about millennialism. And I just went, wow, I'm getting an education here. I really yep. am learning yep. something here. And then all of a sudden there was three businessmen. Yeah. And we started talking business. And, and then I called out all the boomers and said, Take 
take a millennial to coffee. So what did you learn from millennials? I learned that they get roughed up and abused and disrespected. Mm -hmm. And I get it. You know, there's all sorts of jokes on the internet and stuff like that. But in the body of Christ, there is no room for that anywhere at all. And uh, they've got the same jokes about boomers that boomer, you know, boomers got about millennials. That can go back and forth. And there's some funniness because there's always some seed of truth, like you were sharing the work schedule. The main thing is I was just shocked because who would disrespect those guys? And we have this little business group that they belong to with me, but it's these world changers that are getting together to pray for each other, to bounce things off of each other, giving their gifts and talents to each other. I just pray that people are compelled to find a group or at least a couple of people like that because we need that in the world today. That kind of support and encouragement and accountability, whoa, that'll take you pretty far. Can I go back to Greg Hendricks? I agree with Matt on it for sure. He is another person that I am astounded. Episode 20, being present. Don't talk past them. Don't talk over them. Don't talk down to them. Be present. And I've had the joy of seeing that happen, of seeing him do it, of him challenging me to do it. Yeah, that was the thing that stood out to me. Everything he said was so good and so wise. And I loved his stories about the concert with his wife. But what stood out to me was his presence in the room. He was present with us the whole time. And even when he was using like the example questions, he turned and looked at me, but I felt like he was so present with us. It brought authority to what he was sharing and the wisdom because you could see that he's not just saying it, he's living it yeah. and you could feel it. And it's funny because we don't always know like what people sense or feel just listening to it. I hope those things come across because every one of these people that came on and shared, they are not pulling your leg or just making stuff up. This is who they are. Doers. Yeah, they're doers. They're doing what what they're saying and you can tell and they have that authority. You talked about earlier a big key that is said over and over in the episodes is listening. And I think part of that listening and it was also hit multiple times by multiple people was asking really good questions. Greg Hendricks hit that. Pastor Mark Hoffman hit that. He broke that down a little bit. I think that's really important when you're listening is asking those good questions. Try that question on somebody Genuinely, what makes you come alive? Who asks questions like that these days? <laughs> what do you do for a living? I've been in new situations recently and I'm like, I'm getting tired of answering that question and sharing that question, even though it's an important question. Yeah. It's just a good reminder for me right now, ask better questions. The doors really start to open there with connection. To a way deeper level mm -hmm. really quick. Yeah. And not in some sort of gimmicky way. Like Greg, he's present. You see, he's real. And so so it just takes it to a different level. And that's how we break through with people and share the depth of love of Christ with people and really start talking about identity. Who are you and what's important to you? Matt, could you say Destiny's last name? Ante Marchi. So that was the power of inconvenient moments. Yeah, my third favorite. I bet. Besides that, about inconvenient moments, what was it that Destiny brought to that? I mean, I named the episodes and I named them after what stands out to me the most. Yeah, and you um, do a great job oh, of that. Oh, thank you. When you said uh, Rocky Craig, just like you, I went, nah, he's not just yeah, like Yeah, well, originally <laughs> I was 
was going to name all the people just like you because I want people to remember that these are people just like you. But then it just, it didn't work because we were doing all these interviews and I was like, we can't do this ever. Yeah. But no, you really, (laughs) Uh, you really do. You hit the the key of it. With Destiny, where she talked about in an inconvenient moment, she recognizes and she has to step back and remind herself that those are the moments that God wants to move and probably has something for her, you know, an opportunity. Another thing, which in that episode that we barely touched on, but I felt like it was this well and we didn't end up going there in the episode, but we could have. She talked about creating environments where people can be receptive Mm. and feel welcome and how that's important. And I love that because she's a chef and she loves hospitality and that's her. And that should be something explored in season two because I think that's really important is the environments. And like I said, we just touched on that for a second, but that really stood out to me. And I think sometimes we think of that as just being like our home, but really it goes back to other episodes where we're talking about connecting with the Lord in the secret place that prepares you to be a walking environment so to speak that is welcoming and open to people and that draws people in which if you're connected to God will inevitably lead them closer to the Lord especially because God created them that's one of the points that you made early on respecting that person and Mark Hoffman said it as well this is someone creating by God and then you're partnering with the Holy Spirit in this so he's got all the chips he understands how the person was made and everything Corey Haynes, he's talking to a guy in Great Britain, and he had dropped hints on the internet that he was a Christian. And at the end of that conversation that they had to the wee hours of the morning, especially in Great Britain, he said, are you a Christian? And Corey said, yes. And he goes, I thought you would be a safe person to talk to. And what more about creating an environment like that? It's kind of funny because in the different age groups that we have, people in my age group, we tend to be more the breadcrumb style type Mm -hmm. of thing, I think. And then we have people like Marty Wilson and Neil Hoffman and they're just like boom right out there with the Lord and that's been a fun thing throughout the season is to just share that you literally can be any style and you don't have to be the stereotypical evangelistic t-shirt wearing as Jamie said like I don't have Jesus in my bio and all this stuff yeah but it's irrefutable that she shares Jesus with those people and it's because she's doing it the way she was made and it feels more comfortable It doesn't mean that there isn't some inconvenient moments and things like that, but Jamie was a prime example of that. And there's so many people feel shame or guilt that they're not doing Mm -hmm. what they're supposed to be doing. And when you settle in and figure out it's you and the Holy Spirit and, and rest in that, go do it the way that you're made. I think a lot of times we get ourselves in a mental trap of I'm not doing, I'm not doing, I'm not doing. And you miss what you are doing. Yeah. And what the Lord's trying to show you, oh, but you do this really well. You know, we've had people just talk about being kind to people or Monica talking about frequenting the same places and being kind. And then one day there was this opportunity where she really got to share the Lord full on. That concept that can get all weird, but of grounding yourself in the moment and not worrying about all the stuff that we get caught up in our head about that we're not doing well. And when you focus in on what you can do or know to do, that's where the Lord really grows that seed and really starts to bring fruit from it is when you're pressing into that 
and you remember that probably most of the things you're worried about, it's probably just in your head. It probably doesn't exist anywhere else. (laughs) Yeah. For me personally, and I kind of saved this one instead of leading with this one, is sitting for an hour across the table from my pastor, Mark Hoffman, and looking him in the eye because we're so busy and just have a conversation about something that's incredibly important was a sacred moment to me, for real, because you just heard his heart to find that secret place with God and live there. And the fruit of that is unimaginable. What Mark and his brother Dave have accomplished by just saying yes and finding out what happens. And you know, there's ups and downs, there's bumps and bruises and all of that. But to see the impact that comes from saying yes. And that reminds me of my dad's episode 14. And what I really enjoy about my dad's story is that he didn't see direct fruit of him sharing his faith at work for like 20 something years. And that I think is very powerful and encouraging to people because we all want the moments of, oh, I'm going to share in the coffee shop and then wham, like, which we've had those and those are awesome, but they're fewer, I think. And so what I really appreciate that my dad brought was just that steadfast yes when you're not seeing anything. And if you're in a place where you feel discouraged, like, oh, I've been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I've been sharing, but I don't see it. His episode is very very encouraging and uplifting to people. And it's because one plants, one waters, one fertilizers, whatever, right? So those fireworks that happen in a urinal stall, <laughs> in, in a bathroom, at a reception, those kind of fireworks like, woohoo, this is a great story. How many people were praying? Yeah. How many people were at a main in his life? So we all can be mm-hmm. a part of the process and just some have a little more prominence maybe. Like my buddy Jim Dealing told me long ago, 20 years ago, I live in a spiritual ghetto, meaning I work at church. It's hard to get anybody saved that I work with because I think they're pretty much all saved. Hopefully. But there, yeah, (laughs) hopefully. But up there at the end of the service at our church, the deal is, is that people come forward and get prayer for whatever. It's not just an altar call for salvation. And so he gets a lot of those opportunities because other people were faithful like Adam to plant the seeds. Who would you say we had to edit the most. Do we really want to tell yeah, people yeah, that? Especially because I know this person. Well, it depends on how you define editing. Well, because you and Matt do all of it, so I don't really understand the entire process. As far as content? She would have to answer that well, question. Well, let me, let me pose, it th- pose the question this way. <laughs> I don't know if we want to how, reveal it. How much editing did you do on Marty Wilson? Uh, bulk Marty of content? wasn't the most edited. Really? No. Well, well you, you did a fine job of it because he was you. really, really fun to talk to, and he's a guy that that does dangerous, amazing things, and I don't think he has any fear. Do you know one thing that's been cool as well is that people that we interviewed, they've connected with other people that they've heard on the show, like gone to lunch together and said, man, that was so incredible. That really impacted me. I want to go hang out with that person. And I hope that happens more and more. Yeah, I did a fair amount of editing to everybody. Yeah. But it's mainly just focusing in on the important parts, you know, because we have a lot of times where we just go off on a rabbit. Yeah. yeah, And our listeners want to hear the meat. And so that's what I try to do. There's only one episode that I like manipulated the order of when things were said to make it more. By the way, he didn't notice. No, he He didn't. didn't, All of you have been on the show. Go listen to your show and see if you can tell (laughs) if it was you. A couple more things. I'm hanging out with a friend 
friend of mine, and he listens to the podcast, and he says, my next door neighbor used to ride motorcycles with Marcel Becker. He picked up Marcel's book from me for the guy because the guy said, yeah, that religion thing seemed to have worked out okay for Marcel. And he sees this open door. By the way, my friend is not anything close to a biker. He's this businessman. It comes from a whole different place. But man, oh man, the tools that people have used mm-hmm. from the show is so, so, so exciting. So that's uh, Marcel's is episode 19, no matter what you can. Anybody else got an outtake? I'll share this one. The editing software that I use. Basically, it will transcribe our whole recording, which is really nice because it makes it easy to edit, take things out and do what I need to do. But it's really funny because sometimes it mistranscribes things. And so one of my favorite outtakes of that was in Dan Dealing's episode, which if you didn't listen to Dan Dealing's episode, go listen to it. Episode 24. We had a lot of fun with him and we went into some why we believe what we believe apologetic. But there was one point he was talking about how God created us as humans. And he said God created us as co-workers to be co-workers Mm. with him, co-partners. And the transcription service said God created COVID. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that that made me laugh really hard. And there was another one, but I can't say what it said because (laughs) it's not appropriate. That has been some fun outtakes. And so, Kevin, when will Sent 315 season two be launching because we're taking a break now so you have some time to catch up on episodes this is what i feel to start after the first of the year we'll already have some plans for the year i've already got a half a dozen people that i am so excited new people and revisiting so in january boom we're going to be back on it we'll be communicating through our other various communication tools instagram and facebook we'll be letting people know what date so a monday in january so I'm thinking stuff for next year that we've talked about a bit and that we've dreamed about. We're doing what we're doing, but we're also on YouTube. That would be exciting. The other thing that from the very beginning that I really wanted to do, and we will do this next year, is a 30-day challenge. And the 30-day challenge is going to be us together as a community. There's over 500 in the Facebook community. You're all invited to join that, and we're in it together. We can help each other have an impact, and especially if there's some synergy when we're doing it. So the idea of the 30-day challenge is, first of all, to understand how God made you. So you're doing it the way that God made you. And so you're coming up with your own challenge. Maybe there's a group by style or something. But I episode that popped out is Neil Hoffman buying a surfboard secretly for a friend, and a person far from God sees him being generous, showing them the kingdom, which was really motivating to me and other people to enter into this family of God. So 30-day challenge might be go do acts of kindness, just not for the glory, but for Jesus's glory. So 30-day challenge, I'm stoked about, and there's all sorts of ways to work that out and figure it out. I'm excited about some of the stuff for next year and who knows what God will do. And Sarah, you're broadening out too. You got some exciting adventures? Yeah, I do actually. So I have launched an art company. My background, in addition to other things is as a photographer and a graphic designer. I have launched an art store where you can purchase beautiful pieces for your home or your office or whatever. And I would love it if you guys checked it out. Our Instagram is main, M-A-Y-N-E dot visuals. 
I am Sweet. excited about that. Matt, you've got excitement going on that you can share with folks? Uh, we got some new albums coming out here mm-hmm. pretty quick. Not really much I can share. I'll tell you, that music getting out, I mean, that's one thing that the Lord has blessed our church with, powerful worship music. Uh, Shane Blayfield's, one of his songs got picked up by a major recording artist and is everywhere. What a savior. Yeah. Man, you're right. I enjoy coming here every Friday, and people won't be hearing new stuff for a little while through the holidays. Oh, I have a feeling the holidays are going to be enough for most people. <laughs> yeah, to... go listen to Mike Slater's right now, because yeah. you might need it. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to get caught up, honestly. You know, and other folks that do this kind of stuff, check out uh, Jamie Matranga's uh, Coffee and Family on Instagram, uh, Life's Best Medicine with Dr. Brian Linskis. Also, Cultivate and Keep. Yeah, and every time we brought some on who has like a social or a podcast following it's all in the show notes connect with whoever it is and there's a link there so you can just tap it and go if the listeners want to connect with any of these individuals and they don't know how to do it because one of the people that i think people would really love to connect with is Dennis Deary. And the reason is because he just loves Jesus. That was just oozing out of him. And he works in a tough environment. So if you want some tips, you can talk to these people through our Instagram and Facebook, and they may really be able to help and come alongside. Definitely. Well, thank you, everyone for a wonderful season one sent 315 we'll be back for season two in january and kevin as we always end your line started spontaneously but it is you're sent with gentleness and respect you're sent with tenacity you're sent with the overwhelming love and power of jesus christ you're sent you're sent